Hi everyone, this is Faisal And this is Adi And welcome to our podcast, ANF Podcast Where mm-hmm. we talk about anything arts and entertainment Yes, and sometimes politics For this episode, we are lo- we are, I am looking at interviewing Adi about his script, uh, Live Yes, it's titled Live, as in L-I-V-E I know a lot of times, uh, people when they see the word Live L-I-V-E uh, They will pronounce it as Live But actually what I intended for the script Is for it to be called Live Because of like this duality And the play of word uh, Between L-I-V-E and L-E-A-V-E So anyway the origins of Live Is that Adi wrote it during a playwright workshop Which is the SRT's The Young Company Writers Group so, uh, moving to the first question, right, Adi? Mm. So, how did this story come about and what was the inspiration? Actually, I've always been intrigued with uh, this whole idea of like life and death and like what happens in the life after death because, you know, I subscribe to the religion whereby uh, we believe that death is not the end of things and that the life after death is the one that is eternal. So this script actually uh, explores that idea of like life after death and like how it starts is it was in 2017 and I was in a very dark place in my life and I just I was just not feeling myself like I was I know I wasn't happy and and I needed to distract myself mm-hmm. from like a lot of things so I did a lot of things I I signed up for workshops at the same time I was trying to complete my degree mm-hmm. at the same time I was going after a specialist diploma course at the same time I was also running my own company and then I started this baking venture the <laughs> overachiever ladies and gentlemen no actually it's more of like for me to keep myself busy so I wouldn't think about my problem and got get depressed over it so uh, so obviously with so many things running in my life I just don't have the time and the capacity to actually plan out like how I want to write the script and it just happened quite magically or quite miraculously I remember on that day uh, we have to prepare the script right for the young company mm-hmm. actors to actually come together and read through the script so on that day where they're supposed to come together and read the script I still did not have a script uh, I remember but the, you the, had the idea I didn't even have an idea I, I know I wanted to write about death involving mm-hmm. a child but I don't know how to go about it yet I remember the read was supposed to be at 7.30 at 12pm I actually dragged myself down to school which is uh, Unisim at that point of time mm-hmm. uh, then I sat down on one of the tables and I remember feeling very tired so when I switched on my laptop it, I was literally hit banging in front of the laptop and I remember just trying to push my fingers to type something out I don't know what happened uh, because I know I was like in between conscious subconscious but I, I know I didn't consciously plan on what to write what I knew was at the end of the three hours I have typed out like 12 pages of script and then by that time it was already time for me to pack up to to print out the script so that I can leave and make my way down to the venue 
uh, and give the script to the actors for them to do the script read. The script read. Mm-hmm. And even then, after, when I was printing it out, I didn't know what I just wrote. When I was in the cab, I was too tired to even read through. I I fell asleep in the the mm-hmm. cab, to the point that the cab driver actually had to wake me up once I arrived at the destination. Maybe maybe you had like a out of body experience when you wrote it. You know, probably like you know when 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 you wrote it because your brain works mm. faster than how you type. So maybe this out of body experience allowed you to miraculously you know your brain and your fingers work. Concurrently, mm. very quickly, could be. Yeah, uh, it's possible. So at that point of time, uh, I only knew what I wrote about after I heard the actors read out the script. So I was like, "Oh my god, I, I wrote that." Mm. After the dramatized reading, uh, like they were saying, like the script has uh, a good plot, a good, uh, a good premise, mm. and I should develop it. I wanted to work on something, but because I was still in a very dark place in my life, and I didn't manage to actually do anything with the script. Then comes 2018, and I got to know about this short and sweet festival. Yes, so uh, short and sweet was the other two uh, festival that you send the script to without any expectation. Uh, so when you submit for short and sweet Malaysia, they have two different short and sweets there. So they have like short and sweet Kuala Lumpur and short and sweet Penang, uh, and, and this, they are both separate entity, right? Yeah, they are separate entity judged by different committee members. And I remembered that when you submitted this, uh, you had no expectation, and like it took them very long to get back to you about whether mm. your script got selected because we were already at the verge of like you know, uh, maybe they just not picking your scripts anymore, and we were like mm. you know, that that's it. But actually, you got the script got got picked up. Yeah, and and when I received the email, I was quite surprised. So, uh, short and sweet. KL actually got back to me first, and they say that we have shortlisted your script as the top ten script that will be staged. And then they were asking me like, "Do you want to direct your own play?" And at that point of time, I know I don't have the capacity to actually go up to uh, Malaysia KL and then coming back to Singapore to conduct classes because at that point of time, I was I know I was packed during weekdays. I was teaching like uh, almost every day in in schools. And the only time I will be able to travel back to KL will be like during the weekends to direct the play. So I I thought that kind of like scheduling wouldn't work. So I got back to the organizer and I told them that ah uh, maybe you can get uh another director who is part of the festival to direct the play on my behalf. And they said okay sure we can do that. They also asked whether you can. Get your own actors, right? Yeah, but I decided uh, maybe it's best for the Malaysian actors to actually take the script, and a Malaysian director to take the script and interpret it and stage it in their own uh, way or their own style. So I would like to ask, like, you know, how is it like seeing your show being interpreted by the different directors and actors in both Short and Sweet KL and Penang? Oh yes, um. The okay, it was very interesting because like when it was staged in KL, the director who's a, a very young director uh, told me actually he before I even watched the staging, uh, 
he told me that okay I'm going to make uh, the mother character and the angel of death to be an invisible character. That means it will be represented by a voiceover, but the actors wouldn't really appear on stage. So I thought that was like interesting and uh, I wouldn't have imagined it or directed it that way. So I kind of like learned from that director. And then the Penang one, it was also directed in a very different way from what I would have imagined it. And I took something in from like the director who actually directed the play in Penang. So from that experience, I kind of see like three different stagings directed by three different people. I was like, oh wow, it could have gone in so many directions. And I just thought it would be interesting to see if, if I would directed any different from any of these directors and that's when we had the fourth staging which is uh, the lead festival at the cell yes the lead festival at the cell the format is like a competition and somehow we were picked by the judges uh, to win the third prize and i thought that was interesting because it was the first time that i actually directed my own play for this particular script live and then, ah, here's the thing. So, uh, after the, the whole competition, uh, I got to know that one of the judge is actually this director that I've always looked up to, who I always idolized. I know who that judge is. <laughs> yes. Will you be revealing his name then? I don't know if I should <laughs> because like I have a thing about like coattailing and like riding on other people's name and well, name I dropping. I guess we right? can just mention that he's a uh, quite a prolific playwright and director in Singapore. Yeah, because like every time people ask me like what what do you aspire to be, and I will always mention his name because I think he is a great director, a great playwright, and. Above all, he is a great educator with really like a strong interest to really educate passion. the young minds. Yeah, Very strong a passion, passion. Passion to actually uh, uh, educate the young minds and like developing them into like artists also. Mm. Yeah, so I've always idolized him and like I've been trained by him before mm. in like some programs. Mm. Uh, so he approached me and he said that it was refreshing to see that because I trained under him to be an actor but then like I am now slowly you're dabbling. being judged for your directing and writing capability yeah so yeah. he said that uh, it's a good thing that I dabbled into writing and he said he would love to see future work so I'm like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes <laughs> so talking about you know Bringing your, your bringing your script to places, right? Mm -hmm. So, right now you for this year you're bringing Leaf to another platform, to oh, another yes. festival, and now uh, Leaf is going to be part of Patinimidum, which is a festival of short plays in time in table, and is part of Kala Usavam, which is mm -hmm. the Indian festival of arts presented by Esplanade. So, my question for you would be that you know. How was it for you directing the show for Pateni Midam? You know, knowing that the script has been translated to Tamil and then like, you know, you, we don't understand Tamil. <laughs> like, how did you go about doing it? Okay, actually, right, uh, the challenge is not the language because 
this is not the first time that I collaborated with the uh, creative director, uh, Hemang Yadav. He actually got me in to do Party Nimidum in 2017. And in 2017, I presented this uh, play called Suso, which is an English play about uh, a Malay belief and Malay tradition. And which, we, we, which we staged together. Yeah, that we, we staged at, uh, uh, under ADI concept. And then after that, we translated it into Tamil. Uh, and then this time around, it is an English an English play uh, exploring the whole idea of life after death. And we, I mean, it's not just about the language. You, we need to also like uh, bear in mind uh, the context of uh, tradition and culture, because uh, like what we mentioned just now, like uh, in Malay, if you were to like translate "live in Malay," I don't know how I'm going to like even stage it. Because people would consider, you know, when we talk about the supernatural, we talk about life after death in Islam. Like it's going to be blasphemous because. We don't talk about that in in a very uh, open manner, and like, it's it's not even something up for discussion. Mm. It's just that when it's just that, it's just that, and like you don't, you know, make anything of it more than that. Yeah, and like uh, the play has this character called Angel of Death, which is like in in Islam there is a they call it the malaikat and we are not supposed to even visualize how the malaikat look like or how the angel of death is supposed to look like so i don't know how to translate that onto stage without it being labeled as being blasphemous mm-hmm. uh, so i i when i want to stage it in tamil i was also quite cautious because uh, i don't know how the because you're trading on community will yeah. like interpret it you're treading on waters that are, that is unfamiliar mm. to you and to me as well, and we don't know the nuances of like uh, the context that we're trying to convey, and it might convey a different message, and people might get offended yeah. by it. And I'm very blessed to be working with such bright, talented actors who are always very giving, giving in the sense that they are. Always, always in every rehearsal sessions, they will always be educating me on like different stuff, and there are always things that I can learn uh, about the culture itself. So it's not just about language, but it's about the culture. So that is more of a challenge for me to understand the culture and blending my story to gel with the community that is a little bit foreign to me in terms in culture wise. Uh, Language-wise, I think it wasn't much of a barrier mm-hmm. to me. The other challenge comes in the form of like the I know. format. Yes. <laughs> so this time around, Party Nibidum is going to be presented in a digital platform. So it's a digital showcase. Mm. Everything is going to be filmed and it's going to be debut on a platform, online platform for everyone to see, right? So yes. So what kind of yeah that that. That is a new challenge for you this time because previously you get to direct on stage. So how different is it for you now that you have to direct your own show translated to Tamil and now it's going to be you know film? And how 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 do you overcome that? Like as a director now you can't direct on stage but you have to see what kind of frames, what kind of you know motion you want, what kind of blocking, like what kind? How how is it? How was it for you? 
Well, uh, it, it's a new experience and um, I've learned a lot from it also. Lah. Prior to this, I have digitalized like uh, a couple of like 30 minutes show. And I know for a matter of fact that it takes a long time. Like we have like, uh, usually it will take about four hours or so to just digitalize a 30 minute program. So when we were told that we were only given two hours to digitalize like this 10 minute uh, play, we were like, okay, uh, that's definitely not enough time. It's a challenge. I think people don't realize that, you know, you may be doing a 10 minute play, but that 10 minute takes a lot of effort because there's a lot of things going on. You have yeah. to take note of your lighting. You have to take note of your blocking, your angles. The cameraman needs to know. He needs to, you know, pan left, pan right. And then, like, there's always a lot of retakes. So, that 10 minute, you know, could take 4 hours to film. Actually, the whole bulk of the time was spent on, like, shifting sets, shifting the equipment so that we can shift the focus of like uh, the camera angles and like capture the whole play from a different side or different angle. Yeah. But the good thing about it is that your play happens in just one room. There's no like mm. scene set change. Yeah. It happens in the same room throughout the 10 minutes. Correct. Because I dabble in both film and stage, right? So I kind of foresee this uh, happening whereby we have time constraint and we don't have enough time to complete the whole recording process. So I try on my part as best as I could, like direct it uh, in a way that uh, there's not much uh, change in terms of like blockings by the actors. So the actors actually don't move around much. A lot of like the dynamics during the play uh, is it. it relies heavily on how the actors kind of like project that emotion, project that uh, tension between uh, the, the two characters that are on stage. I'm just blessed like the actors will manage to carry it out without much difficulty. Also not uh, forgetting the wonderful production team, you know, mm. behind this because they have to film like 10 different plays in one day, right? Mm. Or is it in two days? Uh, actually, in two days. In two days. Can you guys believe it? And I bet they did, I mean, a wonderful job based on the snippets that I've, uh, Adi have showed me. Yes. Uh, and it's my first time working with Raja Gopal and he's a very well-known uh, director. And it was a nice collaboration because on one end, I get to see how I would direct it on stage uh, where else like when it's being transferred to a film then it's up to Raja Gopal to actually shape and mold it uh, to make it look more like an art film and you know during that transfer from stage to to film of course there will be like certain modification and certain changes you might lose some of the elements but you might also uh, gain uh, other aspects of it so like I say, I really learned a lot from this project. Right, so if you guys want to watch Live in Patini Midam, Patini Midam, which is a festival of 10 minute plays in Tamil, which is part of Kala Usavam, which is the Indian Festival of Arts presented by Esplanade, it is running now. It has, start, it has started yesterday. It started yesterday on the 20th of November and it will run all the way to 29 November. 2020 so you can get your tickets from cystic 
Okay, so uh, I guess uh, we have come to an end But we would like to plug in uh, some other things that I thought you guys wanted to know So uh, we Adi has this podcast called Idioms with Kundo mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes Uh, I mean, it's streaming on Spotify. So if you're interested, you can just search for "idioms with Kundur" and it will pop up on your like search yes. results. So thank you guys for listening to our podcast today, and uh, I guess this is goodbye, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Bye bye.